Welcome to Everything You Remember Sucks. I'm the prettiest co-host, Colleen. I'm your token brown host, Anoop. And I'm actually the prettiest host, Matt. That's just a lie. I can't really feel my What, toes. Matt, you can't be pretty. You've got glasses. Oh, uh, wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm getting to the point of wearing glasses so often now that when I take my glasses off, things actually look fuzzy mm -hmm. and I don't like it. Oh, no. Yeah, welcome to adulthood. Like when I wear no glasses all the time, I just compensate constantly and everything looks fine. But now... Oh, white guy problems. I don't know if that's a white guy problem, but... Yeah, I don't know if you can... I know you want to chalk everything what? Matt does up to him being a white male, but I think this is just eye difficulties. <laughs> nah, it's because he's white. I can't believe how bad your vision is. I can't see. That's not how glasses work. Yeah, it is. If I put on Meg's glasses, I'm blind. It's not exactly how it works, but... I have an astigmatism, so I need a correction oh, for that. how cute. You know, they I have pills like for that, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I got like a laser light show every time I'm driving at night. <laughs> cute. Adorable. <laughs> Um, All right, this week, uh, I I feel like, okay, my original plan for this episode, because this was on my list a long time ago, my original plan for this episode was to watch literally every movie that this movie parodies, and then I looked at the list of it, and it's like 20 movies. Yeah, that would uh, be but, impossible. Yeah, but we could have done the main ones, but it still would have taken a long time. But we did classic, not another teen movie. Is this our one-year anniversary podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. I think this does a good job, because like we, we've already done 10 Things I Hate About You, which yeah. is very heavily featured in the plot of this movie. Yes. I think if we had done that and um, whatever the fuck another one is, uh, the one that she's, she's watching. All that. Huh? She's All That? She's All That, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Those two, I think good. we probably could have been covered our bases but as it were we didn't we just watched another teen movie so we've covered all our bases which almost makes sense too for me personally because growing up i hadn't seen all these other movies i had just seen not another teen movie and like there were a couple things that i like i'd seen 10 things i hate about you there were a couple ones that i recognized when i watched it for the first time but i also like didn't know all of them so not all of the jokes landed yeah i don't think i had watched a single movie that this parodies Prior to I'm watching this movie. Camp. Yeah. I mean, we watched 10 Things I Hate About You for the podcast. Right. No, I think... Yeah, I think I saw 10 Things I Hate About You. Have you seen Not Another Teen Movie before? Yes, countless okay. times. That's what I'm but saying. It's like I've never seen... I had never seen Breakfast Club prior to the first time I watched Not Another Teen Movie. I've yeah. since watched it. And there's the same thing with 10 Things I Hate About You where I'm like, oh, this is where that comes from. Admittedly, yeah. 10... Breakfast Club has been memed to high hell, so of course I know most of those had come from Breakfast Club prior to that. But uh, it, yeah, it's definitely like interesting. It's, it's kind of like with The Simpsons. Every once in a while, I'll watch something old and I'll see something and I'm like, oh, they did that on The Simpsons. Oh, The Simpsons was referencing this when they did that. Yeah, <laughs> like I, didn't, I never knew it from the actual show, but... Yeah. So we all have seen this movie before. Do you think not seeing the things beforehand detracts from it? Like, not really. They're not such smart parodies that you're like, no, they're oh, pretty yeah. much. It's it's interesting because the parody is like 
not necessarily congruent to the genre. It's just like they're literally they set up the scenario and then they tell the punchline all within the movie. Yeah. yeah. You don't know need to necessarily know that they did that in other movies. Yeah, it's more referential than I think it is parody. Right, like, right. It's like this joke in the context of this teen movie. Yeah. Where it, instead of it like sort of riffing on the movies themselves. Yeah, like it's not like it's not funny if you've never seen any of the I think the only parts movies. of that are on the nose are like the Breakfast Club bit and then when Molly Ringwald is the Literally, like, yeah. Gate when, when she is there in the movie. Yeah. Those well, are and Melissa Joan Hart, because she was in teen things. Yeah, well. that, but she's like a cameo, like an actual cameo. Like Molly Ringwald is like a part in the movie. I think you'd say. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Melissa Joan Hart doesn't have very much to do. Like Molly Ringwald really gets a scene. Melissa yeah. Joan Hart's just there, and she. Yeah. Le- yeah. It's almost like they're paying too much attention to what should be an extra. When they go to Melissa Joan Hart, it's like, you seem like you, you're not important, but you're also, they're paying a lot of attention to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie, like, having not seen any of the movies beforehand, because I think they're more female teen movies than they are male teen movies. Like, right? Like, do teen movies really aim for, shoot for the male demographic? I have a list of ones that they, yeah. Okay, I'd say there's equal amounts more male and female because it was like so, these are some of the ones that I. American wrote down. Pie. There's just fucking pie in their house. That I know. It was the end. The end credits. No, scene. I know, but like, but barely, right? Like yeah. it was barely yeah. there. Same I with- mean, there's a lot of these. Like the only American Beauty thing was the bag guy. Yeah. And the Ferris Bueller's Day Off is like the Ferrari, and at one point they do the bow bow song. Yeah, and that's like it. Like yeah. So like I clearly like when they're writing this movie, they're like, "Hey, have you seen that movie? They have a Ferrari in that movie. We should have a Ferrari in our movie." Great reference. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think like having not seen them, I still love this movie growing up as like raunchy, ridiculous like humor, like. It definitely was, I really enjoyed it. Going back was maybe a bit more difficult. I'm going to snap Colleen's phone if it's not on airplane. No, I'm, okay, I'm pulling up the list of parodies because it's a really long fucking list of parodies. I didn't even pick up on most of these. Are you guys, okay, I'm going to read them all. These are all the parodies that this movie, or movies that this movie parodies. She's all that. Can't hardly wait. American Pie. Bring it on. Rudy. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Cruel Intentions, Risky Business, Just One of the Guys, American Beauty, Jawbreaker, 10 Things I Hate About You, Varsity Blues, Pretty in Pink, Never Been Kissed, Dudes Where's My Car, Detroit Rock City, 16 Candles, Airplane. Didn't pick up on that. I Where's wonder what the that airplane was. Reference? Drop Dead Gorgeous, Heather's Grease, Can't Buy Me Love, The Breakfast Club, Almost Famous, Road Trip, Porky's, Clueless, Unbreakable, Election, Save Last Dance, Pleasantville, Better Off Dead, License to Drive, The Karate Kid, Lucas, Dazed and Confused, Three O'Clock High, My Bodyguard, The Faculty, and Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. What's the Unbreakable one? What's the Pleasantville one? The Pleasantville one's the cheerleader that has Tourette's. Absolutely. Because Pleasantville is like the... Where they're all in like the the you know what I'm saying? They're in the black and white. In like the black and white old black and white old timey town. How does having they all dress like that? That's what they're all like. They're all pleasant and they're all like super sweet. And then the funny part about this one is that she has Tourette's. 
I thought the funny part was that she has Tourette's and she's just like a good old fashioned girl. I don't know if that's a Pleasantville riff. Right. There's a lot on there that no, I did not pick up. No, there's several that I'm like. Airplane? That seems like a reach. Yeah. You got me. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying there's a lot on there. It's not like it was just based off of girly fucking movies, you sexist pigs. <laughs> don't roll your... Did you see that? I mean, I'm kind of rolling my eyes, too. I, I don't... No, you just said it's based off of girl teen movies. Look, no, the I primary just... inspirations of this movie were what would strictly be considered, based uh-huh. on a narrow point of view, chick flicks. Now, is yeah. that accurate? Could there have there been no chick flicks? Huh? Like I would. There's a big difference between a teen movie that might be more love centric and a chick flick. <laughs> like Notting Hill is a chick flick. Yes, but no, I don't think like as a teenager, I would not have gone out of my way to see Ten Things I Hate About You, Sixteen Candles, She's All That. Mm-hmm. You're not listing all of the other ones on the list. But those are the movies that like. Yeah, drive the, the main other narrative. No like, one's there are gonna airplane be like, references, apparently. Yeah, no one's gonna say, Oh, I want to go see not another teen movie for the airplane references. You can't even pick them out. Like, <laughs> it's 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 like saying, I'm gonna eat a burger because I want some ketchup. No, <laughs> you're eating the burger. It plays against, yeah, just like teen, I, I think female teen movies. Like, I think those are the main things it parodies even though it's referential to seemingly every movie that's been made before 2001. Yeah, seriously. But I, not picking up on those references, and probably hadn't seen most of those movies yeah. before. Like, I definitely didn't see The Faculty before There's been like, I saw this. Yes, probably 70% um, of those movies I haven't seen. So yeah, like, I having not seen the reference, and apparently upsetting Colleen to the point that she has to call me sexist, so we've hit our one-episode quota. That's fast. We're not yeah. even that far into the episode. I fear for what she'll call you, you know by the end of the episode. I'll stop calling men out when they're sexist and I'll sit down and I'll shut my mouth and I'll I'll just know my place as a woman. Is that better? It's easier. I just, Colleen, I'm like on your side like easily 80% of the time. I think you're, shoot, you're, you're jumping the gun. You're, you gotta give them time to say something actually vile. There's so much in this movie. I'll See, walk right into it. It'll be like a rape. Yeah. Like, they're also, littered throughout the fucking <laughs> hour and a half we're going to talk about. I also can't call him out on anything big because he never says anything big sexist because he's not sexist. Well, maybe then just don't call me sexist No, I got to still call podcast. you out on the little thing. You've got to get better. We've all got to get better every day. <laughs> I don't think electroshock therapy is going to work is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> or the the vocal equivalent of it. All right, so going back in time five minutes, I hadn't seen any of the movies, regardless of if they're chick flicks or targeted towards women or not. Which we can all agree are 100% gender-neutral movies, not targeted at any particular gender. Thank you. Yes. Pan-spectrum movies. Personal (laughs) pan-spectrum movies. Had you guys seen many of them or pick up a lot of the the references watching this before re-watching it for well, the podcast. Well, Matt, as I've always said, these wo- these movies are just for women. 100%. And so I, c- I can't even watch them. Because I can't... even allowed in the theater. I don't know the password. You know, when you know when you start a movie for a woman and the password pops up? Yep. Yeah. So I, I could never... No. Uh, I think... I don't think... So a lot of these more subtle references I probably had seen prior to this movie, but... 
I would not have thought of them as references to this movie. And then many of them I still haven't seen. Yeah. Many of them. If, I mean, I've only seen 10 Things I Hate About You because of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I have seen Bring It On, of course, because who hasn't? But uh, American Pie I've seen. Uh, but that was a very late in the game reference. Not subtle. Yeah. It's definitely not subtle, but no, it's uh, it's in the last second there. Yeah, Bring yeah. It On might have been the only one that I had seen before this, which is interesting that I had seen Bring It On, but, you know, what are you going to so do? It's so good. It's, we should do that sometime as well, because yeah. I love that movie. We would have had more episodes of the podcast trying to catch up for this movie if we did all. every reference. Yeah. So we could be like, oh, they said Risky Business. I think that's all. They, does he even slide in on his socks? No. That would be the reference. I don't think that happens. No. Yeah, I think they just say like in risky business. Yeah. Well, is risky. Uh, what's the one? Oh no, is risky business? I don't remember what happens in risky business. I don't remember either. But Tom Cruise slides in on his socks. Do his parents go out of town? Is that yeah. the reference? Is it the, like when the kids preppy parents are leaving and he's like setting up the? That's kegs. a great that? conversation, though. That <laughs> is a yeah. pretty funny bit in the movie. Yeah. But that's every. That's like also movie. every teenage yeah. high school. So getting back to the point that the parody is more referential than it is like yeah. smart and it's sharp. It's not direct, yeah. And so I had seen a couple like a couple of these movies and then there's a couple that I just knew the plot of but I hadn't actually like I don't think I've ever seen She's All That. But there's it's just movies that like I've heard about or Pretty in Pink. I don't think I've seen Pretty in Pink, but I've heard about them. So like and, or I've had the plots explained to me. But I don't know if I knew them all before this movie. Probably not. Probably I think not. I've definitely seen 10 Things I Hate About You. I've definitely seen... Um, I'm quizzing you. I know Ferris, what you've seen. I've definitely I definitely seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And then i definitely seen... What was the other one that you said you had seen? Bring It On. Bring It On. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I loved Bring It On. I used to watch it all the time. So, Well, should we get into the movie itself? <sighs> I mean, Scene sure. One. Yeah. Let's start it out. When the Colleen, movie come out? It, it was 2001. Oh, yeah. It was 2001. I also... I, I don't know why this one this one fact is tripping me up. So this came out in 2001. This came out... This is opened the same weekend as Vanilla Sky with Tom Cruise, uh, which did $203.4 million in the box office. And then it was the second weekend of Ocean's Eleven, which, like, blows my mind. Um which got a cool $450.7 million at the box Seriously? office. The Ocean's Eleven movies are, the first two are incredibly good. Yeah. But then this movie came out and they had a $15 million budget and it still made $66.5 million in the box office, which like is not terrible, especially because the thing that really irks me is that I looked up 10 Things I Hate About You to see what it got in the box office and it was less than that. It was like $50 million. I'm like, that was a much better movie, I feel like. Yeah, if you make a $50 million profit, I think you're pretty happy. Yeah, with something like this. Also, I just need to start. I just need to get it off my chest. I cannot picture What's-His-Face in any superhero movie without seeing him with the fucking whipped cream covering his nipples and his ass. Like, I just, like, that is the only way I'll ever picture Mm. this guy. I have a similar issue, but... Uh, when Chris, you know, when Captain America flexes the helicopter, uh-huh. I always see that because <laughs> damn, he's ribald. That's all I'm saying. You know, sexuality is a spectrum, and I learned something about myself when I How saw that you scene. Not remember the 
only star who is stuck around from this it's movie. It's one of the name. Chris's. Chris Pines, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. I don't know. It's Evans. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's Evans. Uh, he mm-hmm. is... Him and Janie Briggs is Lexi from Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, well, which we all know, so... Obviously. Such yeah. a gender-neutral show, right? Targets both, <laughs> yes. both sides of the gender spectrum. Actually, weirdly enough, Grey's Anatomy, only for men. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, that was male gaze. Um, I forgot. But Chris Evans in this movie is pretty ripped already, and it's like positively shrimpy when you compare him to him as Captain America. Yeah, Yeah. it's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's a glow up if I've ever seen one. It's it's not a glow up because it implies that you weren't glowing initially. It's just like an increase in intensity. It's like... Super glow saying. Yeah. It's like he was already good and then he just like upped his power level and you're like, oh shit. Oh yeah, he's got longer, blonder hair. Yeah. Um, this movie also got only a twenty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which I felt was fair. Fair assessment. Rewatching it might be a little generous. It got a five point seven out of ten on IMDB. That one I could get a little bit more behind. I don't think it's that bad. It's pretty funny, still. Yeah. A, crit- a critic consensus of 29%. Uh, like, yeah, okay, you got me there. Because critics would hate this movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, IMDb, I think you're going to expect to be just more middle of the road no matter what movie. Like, yeah. user opinion is probably going to be more kind. 29% from critics is incredible to me. <laughs> like, 29% of movie critics thought this was positive. <laughs> um. But yeah, let's get into it. I think this movie basically just plays out we as scene joke by scene, scene by joke yeah. scene. So yeah. it should work well for our typical format. <laughs> yeah, here, I'll start us off. The first scene is it's Janie's birthday and she's watching. We don't, I don't think we know it's her birthday yet. She's watching TV in bed and she gets this fucking massive blow up vibrator, which just blows my mind. And... She's using it, and her dad walks in and is like, happy birthday, sweetie. And then her brother walks in, and then her, like, pastor walks in. And then, like, all these kids walk in. Classic scene. I forgot that was the first scene also. And then, of course, it flies out, lands in the cake, and is flopping around. Classic. Did I watch this with my parents? Like, I might have watched this with my parents. <laughs> Dear Maybe. God. The trauma that would inflict. <laughs> yeah. The zeal in their eyes uh so you know i've seen i've been on the internet for a long Uh time Uh in my life um the display of sort of dildonic technology in this movie particularly it's a sort of a bowling pin yeah uh, a bowling pin like a a possessed bowling pin an actual size of a bowling pin right and it rotates sort of a full 360 degrees Mm -hmm. and has something in the area of like a maybe a 45 to 60 degree angle on the tip now i I don't think it would feel good yeah i've I've studied my internal organs yeah from like a scientific perspective (laughs) the female anatomy doesn't work that way (laughs) it looks more like a self-defense technology than it does the pleasure technology need a large amount of dough right it seems like it would be perfect (laughs) (laughs) stick that thing on top of a bowl walk away for five minutes you got uh stiff peaks in your meringue (laughs) 
<laughs> but it's not going to help you achieve stiff peaks in any other way. <laughs> Definitely not. So, yeah, I mean, again, it's played up for comedic relief, but goddamn. All right, like, what movie was this? The giant ass fucking vibrator? I don't know. I think I've seen a couple of them on the internet before, but. Well, I'm, I'm assuming every scene in this film has got to be a parody if there's a list of like 25 Oh, this parodies. is actually American Pie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. This is American Pie. He's that's, jerking off into a sock. That's fair. It is American Pie. This is, this is the... This is like a spin on American Pie yeah, instead of the like Breakfast Club of, where it's yeah. exactly the same yeah. scene. <laughs> all right. All right. And then we get the credits. Yeah, this and then scene is kind of high school, right? Does it start with the high never, school? Yeah, they go to high school. Uh, so her father drops her off. He says a bunch of shit about being super drunk and not being able to come pick her up. And she's like, the great line, while well, it's like, he's like, I'm going to be so drunk, I won't be able to pick you up. And she's like, well, at least you won't be driving. And he's like, no, I'll be driving. I'll I just forget. won't remember you. Yeah. Yeah. She's Randy, like, okay, daddy. Randy, Randy Quaid is the drunk dad is pretty good. Yeah. Pretty solid bits. Uh, it, it also introduces the... One of the really good running bits of this movie is all the book titles about like they're they're super long and they're about like being uniquely rebellious girl yeah. and all this stuff like just <laughs> like very chicken on soup the for the soul like rip off things. Yeah, my two favorite bits of the scene are we get like the establishing shot of the school obviously, and they have like the announcements board or whatever, and it says like monday orientation tuesday like exchange student joins wednesday big game saturday prom sunday graduation or something like that it's just like <laughs> totally referential of like all right you're not gonna get much of the school will be through quick and then they bring in like they do the click scene right yeah and it's ted mosby ted mosby, <laughs> ted mosby. Um, and the only thing that I really liked about this scene is when they get all of the jocks and they have the varsity letters that spell jocks. jocks out when they're standing <laughs> in the line. Like, there are a lot of good visual gags, I think, in this movie, like if you're paying attention. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like... <laughs> I took this picture of, the, of Ted Mosby on the screen because there's also a sign that says, and says, like, welcome prospective students. It says, welcome prospective clicks. Yeah, like <laughs> like there's some fun stuff that like if you pause and you're actually paying attention to the background, there's some really just like deep cuts. And I think that's one of my problems with the movies. I think some of the better jokes are actually like behind the scenes, which is fun when you're watching it and like you've seen it multiple times. But this is not a movie that I really think needs to like reward repeat watches. <laughs> like maybe put some of that intelligence into the actual writing and jokes and and not. Um, Okay. Into the like visual. So this gets to my core thesis on this movie. Is uh -huh. it is actually pretty well written, with the exception of the entire arc that follows her brother. If you cut her brother out of this movie, yeah, and That's her brother fair. and his friends, this movie is like relatively smartly written. Yeah, it's I like, think that's fair. Yeah, it, it, this. Go ahead. Well, the jokes are all competent. It's like set up a concept, violate that concept. Like, oh, she's so ugly, but she's really super hot. And then immediately you violate that. Just like take out. It's just like everything is very well done. And then her brother's whole story arc is just like, I want to get laid and shit jokes. And it's like not that. And then that kid who's like fake Asian. Yeah. yeah. One joke where the there's, there's the other two white people who are fake black. And it's like. I don't know if it's worth having this character in your entire movie for that no. joke. I really felt like they could have just, that could have been a character 
for that exact joke and then they could have replaced him in the trio of friends with somebody less problematic yeah you don't even need a tutor i think you just cut the whole subplot well yeah i don't like the subplot either. i'm glad you both went there because that was what i was trying to interject in like should we talk about how troubling the friend who's pretending to be well, Asian? Yeah. yeah and it's like not- I think, okay, I do think the only good part of their subplot is Amanda Becker. The fact that every time she walks into a room, everyone pauses and it plays the same music and her hair is like flowing. Like, that's a good bit. Right. But you it's don't a good need, bit. You don't but you could have done that, that with anybody with else. Her. Like, yeah. they do it at the party basically without any impact to the brother. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we, we're at the school now. We've done our introductions, we've seen our clicks. Um, is this when we get our first intro to, it's not Austin first, right? Austin's now the first string quarterback. What's Chris Evans' character's name? Jake Weiler. Jake Weiler. We get Jake Weiler's introduction. Which is uh, one hilarious. of my favorite scenes. Yeah, it's so, so good. <laughs> Still it's a meme, so but perfect. And like almost like made for internet culture i feel like it's yeah. slotted so well into yeah. meme culture just, like <laughs> very quick tangent this movie does a fan or this movie makes me like captain america more because throughout all the marvel movies i never thought of chris evans as this character until i watched this movie again and i'm like oh right and like Watching Knives Out recently, he kind of has similar vibes in that movie. He's definitely uh-huh. a little bit more comedic. And I'm like, right, he has this range that I just forgot about for an extended <laughs> yeah. period of time. He's super funny in this movie. Yeah. I, I love the scene of him walking in, just checking out each picture of himself, like him and my a picture of him admiring a picture of him. Like, yeah. And just damn, he's walking down the hallway and people are throwing shit at him, and some dude's voice comes out and he throws a jack strap at him. Yeah he's just it's like good. yeah it's good it's good it's good um but we set up his sort of conflict in this moment right where janice his popular cheerleader girlfriend janice i don't think her name's janice what that's is? not a popular cheerleader name that's her name's priscilla. Name. priscilla priscilla there we go okay. close enough priscilla breaks up with him yeah and she's dating the guy with the camera Oh right. yeah, and she says, "I I forgot. I my sister and I feel like used to always say like, T to the fourth power Y, some time to talk to you.'" I just like thought that was really funny. Yeah, I think her whole character is really funny. The sister, his sister's troubling, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a joke uh, that they like, really they, they lean so hard into this. Yeah, she's pretty vile. See, this is where I'm like the distinction between her and then Janie's brother, right? And and her, his friends by extension. Where it's like she's vile, but I'm like kind of okay with it because she's pretty. She's not the biggest character in the movie. Well, she I doesn't think Chris get like Evans her reactions to it work well too. Right, where it's acknowledged that like it's pretty fucked up that she wants the stuff. And yeah. does he call her his sister in this first scene? Yeah, or, I think so. Okay, because I, I, you know, obviously once they're in their house, it's established. But like early on, still, you're like, damn, this girl's crazy. Have you seen She's All That? No. This is, you know, that's a this is based off of that, right? See, this is one of the things where it's like. No, yeah. Wait, does you his sister want to fuck him? On She's All That? No. 
Man, you what? and I remember all that very differently. <laughs> Wait, what? I said you and I remember all that very differently. She's All That is a movie about incest. There's a bit in it about like, a stepsister or something. Between this and Back to the Future, I think people were just more <laughs> interested in incest in the olden times. I don't know if that's something that's really gone away. <laughs> Fair. I mean, based on based on the internet. But yeah, I don't. I haven't seen it. But it's or no, no, no. It's not. She does. A, is it Cruel Intentions? Fuck. It's some movie. It's. I think a very important distinction in terms of what movie has an incest subplot. <laughs> oh, it's in cruel. It. It's Cruel Intentions. I'm right. Yes, it's Cruel Intentions. Have you not seen that one? Clearly, we haven't seen any of them because. Sorry, this is riveting podcast doing a great job anyway it seems troubling even for it to be a riff on another movie because they go so hard into it oh very very hard into it only saved by chris evans utter disgust the whole time it's it's good he does a good job there um but (laughs) colleen as she wikipedia's they set up that he has now been broken up with he's going to have to sort of redeem himself and his friends uh is it austin and billy joe is billy joe the the fat guy uh reggie ray reggie ray why am i thinking billy joe i don't know reggie ray which also is probably my favorite running bit his number of concussions yeah um but basically make a bet that he has to make someone else prom queen who they pick right and the, there's some like there's some other little plots in there like the foreign exchange student who's just completely naked all the time. Yeah, like the for, the foreign exchange student. That one's pretty funny. good. Uh, what's the other? The <laughs> I'm old just lady. here to be an object of American lust. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever she says. Yeah. Subtitles like spaced out around her tits, like no matter what. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. What too. the hell is the thing with the undercover reporter? That's another parody. I don't remember what movie it is, but it's like uh, somebody goes undercover, like an older person goes undercover in a high school. But that's where, like, I think, and that's the funny. It's, it's like the in the other movie, it's actually realistic age difference in this one it's like this grandma but like and i haven't watched any of the scary movie movies in ages but like just cramming in references for the sake of having them does not make them rewarding yeah like because then they the jokes they pay off with her being super (coughs) old which is one she's super old and two she makes out with well that's another parody from never been kissed but Again, there's a just, lot of them. No, they just like they don't... like introduce a character only to try and fit them into as many parodies as right. possible. And like the jokes themselves, it just aren't that good. <laughs> like, yeah. so it's like, okay, I don't get the reference. And then without getting the reference, it's just kind of like, eh, whatever. I'm sure Scary Movie suffers from this a bit too. But yeah, there's just like things in there where it, they're introducing them for the sake of just saying, like, oh, here's another movie we reference and not doing enough with it, kind of in my opinion. Yeah. That's fair. I'm still, it's bothering me that I can't think of that plot. Okay, so where were we? We introduced the naked girl. They've made the butt. So now Jake's trying to win Janie over. Yeah. And his sister is like trying to teach him how to win her over because she's weird and. She's she makes a, oh, she makes a bet. Girl. She makes a bet. Like if you can't win her, or whatever, you're mine, and you'll have sex with me, which is like the most fucked up thing ever. And then, um, 
God, I'm, this is, I don't know why you guys let me pick things and like run it. I'm not good at this. It's the conceit of the podcast, so we each get I know. one. Just stop it. Just leave the Wikipedia article up. Let's go line by line. I don't think it'll actually help you. The Wikipedia article is pretty sparse. Yeah, it's pretty like, sparse. oh yeah, it's, it's funny and here's the cast and that's it. So Okay, the- so they, so they, the sister is like, okay, this is how you gotta do it. You gotta win her over, like sing a song with her, like sing, sing her a song and it's more romantic if you pick one with her name in it. And of course her name's Janie and he sings. Janie's got a gun. Janie Briggs got a gun. While she's like on the football field painting with her art class, and Which then the guy behind like, "She's got a gun!" And then like the that is where come. the parody actually works. Where that one yes. works so well. That yeah. one's really good. But not only that, there's an art class on a soccer field, only because the original scene takes place on a soccer field. It yeah. doesn't make any sense that they're outside really for any yeah. reason other than that. So it's yeah. like, okay, there is a that is funny in and of itself, and then if you get the original source material, it is kind of an extra layer of funny. Yeah. So I've got an example of this where I don't think getting the original source material doesn't work. We also get some backstory about um why he's not the starting quarterback anymore. So we get his flashback while he's sitting at practice and like they're working out without him of his like big game. And it's a reference to the movie Rudy, which I don't know if you guys have seen it, I've but not. it's a football movie. There's, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, it's about cricket. Uh. <laughs> that's where the reference gets smart. They repurpose it for football for American high schools. No. So, yeah, it's like you don't it doesn't mean anything to be like, oh, they're referencing Rudy here. Like, it's just I think just not worth it like i don't know but all the stuff they're doing arc is in general kind of a weaker arc it's not so bad that i would cut it i think it just need it needs a little bit more something to it it's like in and of itself it's not that funny yeah well it's like it's there are a lot of football movies like it's trying to get friday night lights or uh varsity blues the movie friday night lights is the show Trying to get Varsity Blues, trying to get Rudy. So it's just like, all right, we got to have a football plot because American teen movies, like, they got football. Well, yeah, plus you're talking about the most popular guy at school, so he's got to play football. Right. So, yeah, they do the Rudy parody. The guy gets ripped in half. Classic. Classic. And that's why he's no longer the star quarterback. I also love, I do love the Reggie Ray. The Reggie Ray concussion Concussion bit is good, but that is... I think they do better at writing original jokes than they do more than they do with parody. Yeah, I think my favorite Reggie Ray joke is when he's like sitting there trying to fill up his cup, but he's completely missing it. And there's blood just pouring out of his ears. He's like, coach said it's good when blood pours out your ears. (laughs) My favorite is the one where it's like, coach, I think he's in a coma. And like, get him out there. And they strap him to two other players (laughs) just to stand there. Like, there's just some nonsense there that just works. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. And it's also funny because football and concussions. Yeah, it's not. It's a serious topic, Matt. Yeah. Serious topic. Yeah, Matt. It's bad. Tell the truth. What other establishing bits? Tell the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just like to say that one line from that movie. (laughs) 
That's not a reference I get to use very often because concussions don't come up that much in day-to-day conversation. <laughs> so true. All right. Oh, we forgot the, the bring it on thing with Priscilla where she, going... she does the cheerleading tryouts and that one's where we also get... So we get bring it on and we get... Um, what's the one called? That Apparently Pleasantville, Pleasantville like, yeah. because she's dressed up like an old-timey cheerleader. But I think my favorite part of the Priscilla bit is when she's like, this is not a cheerocracy. And she's like, I will make the cheer decisions. I think that's just so funny. It's pretty funny. She's good. We get all the establishing bits, too, because we get why the kids get thrown into tension and they get the like air vent scene. Yeah, that's, right. that, that shit's just not... It's just bad. It's not, it's not anything, really. It's, it's yeah. nothing... It's gross. It doesn't work. And then they get thrown into tension. So yeah. we can get our. It reminds club. me of. I really like. Well, I guess I don't remember it. So I enjoyed Harold and Kumar go to White Castle at the time. There is a scene in that movie where the punchline is something called Battle Shits, mm-hmm. uh, where it's just two girls taking a dump next to each other. And it's like. It's just like, I like this movie otherwise. This is just not funny. And this is the same line where it's just like, why the fuck? Really a diarrhea joke? What? I would have honestly, and I know this is problematic to say, but I would have honestly rather have the scene ended with them like watching a girl shower or change or something and then getting caught because i just feel like the poop joke just wasn't necessary. I think this was just, Harold and Kumar is not too long after this where it's just like, you could put girls and poop jokes together and then it's infinitely more risque and yeah, supposedly funny because yeah, girls don't poop. no one's brave enough to do that until the early 2000s. And it's just like, apparently we just didn't have any control of the slider. So we went all the way to like absolute horrific like levels. Yeah. Like, yeah, it just, yeah, it's so a I, lot. I also think we needed... To get back to the the football, I think we needed the football arc because we also had the bring it on arc, which wouldn't have worked as well without the football game. Like the cheerleaders were at the football game, you know what I mean? And they did the whole like, you guys stole our routine. And then they say they do this whole routine. Oh, they say this. We ain't white. We definitely ain't white. (laughs) Just a bunch of white girls. That's also a really good move. That That's. Maybe my favorite bit in the whole movie is them stealing it and then word for word going through the routine and just how outrageously like racist and overwhelming it is. But it, it's pretty funny. It's pretty solid. It's pretty yeah. solid. Um, Plus, all I mean, Priscilla is just like absolutely just ripped. The her character. Yeah. Yeah. It's impressive. I don't know. I wasn't objectifying her, Kyle. Yeah. I said ripped, not skinny and beautiful well, or whatever. Well, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be just looking at them based on appearance. All right, you already said Chris Evans was ripped, so I can objectify Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah, I think it's impossible not to. All right, is there anything? Look, more... Why would he look like that if he didn't want me to comment about it? <laughs> exactly, he's asking for it. Is there anything like oh, establishing wise no. that we haven't touched on? Because if not, I think we could go party then final game of the season yeah then prom okay then wrap so the next part is the party is there anything that we missed leading up to the party i think we got it like the breakfast club 
Breakfast scene Club scene not... was pretty good. See, it's, it's, it's like the same one. Thing. It's just one joke, you know. And yeah. It's just yeah. like they deliver on it. It's fine. Yeah. Honestly, I, it's so that's so in my head that I don't really remember how the original scene in the Breakfast Club goes. But that's yeah. how it goes in my mind. Yeah. Uh, I'm with the noop on that one. Like I've, yeah. I've definitely seen, I've seen this, this one more, more than I've seen the Breakfast yeah. Club. So same. <laughs> All uh, right. So that one happens. I think that's it. And then, so the pre-party, we get the scene of her, his, uh, Chris Evans' sister finally taking off Janie's glasses. Uh, Sort of the payoff of that whole bit. Taking off the glasses, taking out the hair tie. Um, I like how they established that Janie's blind without her glasses. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty funny. I do like that this movie also sets up that the reason that she can never be prom queen is because she has glasses and a ponytail. Yeah, like, like they look at like a conjoined twins and they're like, oh, but they're hot or whatever. And they're, yeah, like, they're like, oh, sure. She's got glasses and a ponytail. <laughs> and paint stained overalls. <laughs> like, I do like that they kind of lean into that. Yeah, like, look funny. at how stupid these movies are. That's like, these people could be good enough to get over these things, but these three things are just like complete roadblocks like no man could ever overcome them right it's pretty good all right so there she's getting ready for the or she comes over and does the makeover and it's like this funny scene where she like slowly takes off the glasses and she's like my work is done and like that's all she did was just take her ponytail and her glasses And then we get the scene where she's walking down the stairs and they're like congratulating her on her first slow-mo entry and she fucking falls through the stairs Another unnecessary scene, but pretty good. They do play into the, like, how poor her family is. Maybe it's a little too much sometimes, but there are funny jokes where Chris Evans, like, there's a hole in the side of your house (laughs) when he comes in. Like, just like, if you're going to be, like, that living in a shack, it's like, okay, yeah, there's not going to be. Yeah. Or the car with the license plate that says dirt poor. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, the car door when they open it, it falls off of the car. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get the party setup scene that a new party reference that's pretty damn funny. Where that's like, just the, the Ferris Bueller's Day Off, like no, but Ferris Bueller's Day Off is not that movie. It's not. It's the same. It's the same video style as Ferris Bue- Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I think it's Ferris Bueller's Day Off combined with uh, Risky Business would be my guess because they film it the same way that 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 Ferris Bueller is filmed. But it's and also I think that's when the music is playing. That is one the Ferris, Ferris Bueller. So it's a combination of both, but it's a good scene. Yeah. Um, it is a good scene where they're like, oh, yeah, put the keg in the kitchen and like all this stuff. And the parents yeah. are just like, they're like, give me a call. And he's like, I'm going to be way too high to remember to give you a call. <laughs> That's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. See, like, I think those, again, where it's not just, I don't think that is trying to be a Ferris Bueller parody. Like, Mm-mm. but when they're not, and I, I definitely mix picking up on a reference here but yeah i like that that joke better than when they try and shoehorn in a reference i do know better well yeah and plus this this bit actually leads into the party scene whereas like a lot of the other bits are just completely irrelevant to the plot and the storyline like it's just like an extra bit that they threw in there like the the old lady making out with the with Catherine or whatever her well it also requires some like actual smart joke writing for like his responses to the parents and like what's going on in the background i think to be like more than just him shooing them away and then having a party like his responses i think are like yeah pretty well timed and funny 
tell where the writers were having fun. Where it's like, there's there's a high density here. It's like, kind of, actually, all over this movie, you can tell where, like, sometimes the set designers were having fun, yeah. sometimes the writers were having fun, and so <laughs> there's all these different areas where I'm like, this scene is, like, incongruently good. Because it's essentially a series of sketches, kind of, yeah. with a loose plot tying everything together. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I'm just double-checking, I think this movie had five writers yeah, so five people wrote this movie, which probably means that it didn't do a great job getting developed and like a lot of people rewrote it or contributed. So you can probably imagine that there were some bones that stuck around and then other stuff got tacked on or rewritten. And I think that like probably the stuff that has the most coherence was probably the original write through of this. And yeah, I think this whole party scene all the way through the slow clap is like pretty funny. Um Whereas other stuff kind of just misses the marker is a bit inconsistent. We didn't mention the token black guy at all. Oh yeah. What token black guy? <laughs> he is pretty good. They do the good funny. Oh yeah. And then they get to the party and they're like, I'm the token black guy. That was what made me think <laughs> of it. I'm supposed get... to be the only black guy at this party. <laughs> oh, dude. I'm sorry. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I that's it. Very funny joke. Where he's, he admits that he's only supposed to say, damn shit, and that is whack. And yep. It's just so good. And that is literally all he says. Yeah, he, he plays the part pretty well. He plays well. the fucking part. It's pretty good. It is good. Um, what else happens at the party? We get... Oh, Janie said she doesn't want to drink, and she's <laughs> she's drink, she's drinking from a cup that obviously chris evans has given her or whatever and then she like jumps off the balcony into the pool and she's like i told you not to let me drink and he's like janie i gave you a non-alcoholic beer beer. (laughs) (laughs) and then oh my god the best the best scene the best part of the scene is when she's out of the she's just jumped into the pool she's soaking wet priscilla comes up to her and takes her water bottle and like pours it all over her and janie's like so upset It's just, it's so long, too. Like, the choice of a water bottle is very inspired. (laughs) It's it's not a clean pour. It's just constantly. And then she has to shake it at the end. (laughs) Get the last little drop out. And then they they hold it for, like, five or ten seconds before she starts crying. And then she cries and storms off. And then storms the wrong way. And then storms the wrong way and then storms back. Yeah. And then we get the slow clap, and she gets she gets in, interrupted by Melissa Joan Hart because it's not the right time. Yeah, uh, we also get this is the scene with the the everybody slow down and watch, uh, whatever her name is enter. Yeah, Amanda, I think Amanda or something. Becker. Amanda yeah. Becker, yeah, and they all have to like wait there and the party has to be put on hold until she starts moving and again. And the one guy's like, what is everyone doing? And the guy's like, we have to do this every time she comes in. And then you hear somebody in the background like, man, she took a really long time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's the uh, other naked girl who's like, I can't believe she's wearing the same thing as me. Yeah. <laughs> Another good bit. Yeah, this seems yeah. pretty good. Yeah, th- like I think these ones where you just like aren't just jumping from parody or setup to another parody. It's just like uh, a sequence of jokes works way better than a lot of the other stuff where it's just like disjointed yeah um i agree but yeah she storms off uh chris evans chases after right no i think she just leaves 
Does she? She yeah, I think she just leaves at this point. Okay, do we just go right to the football game? What no, then we get the the there's a hole in the side of your house cuz she's at home painting. Oh, right, and we get the the backstory about her mother, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like who's it's my mom. Wow. She you has have her eyes. eyes. <laughs> They're stick figures. Oh yeah, I do like that bit in the beginning too where she's like throwing the paint at the at the uh, canvas and just like getting really emotional about it. And then you step back and it's a <laughs> stick figure. It's, so good. it's good. It's solid. That also sets up an incredible joke where Chris Evans is like, oh yeah, my parents send one poor person to art school every year. <laughs> and it's like this year we sent the Mexican finger painter. She's really good. Maybe you'd, next year you'll have a chance. Like you'd that. really like her. Yeah, you really like her. Yeah. Art school in Paris is like her dream. Um, but yeah, it's, so we get that scene, we get the setup, like, Hey, they're bonding. They're connecting on an emotional level. Do they kiss here? Is this where you get their, like, Uh, they were almost going to kiss. They both closed their eyes when they were too far apart, which is another good parody of every teen movie. They're closing their eyes too far apart and then they miss and then they never actually end up kissing. And it's very awkward. It's like an awkward, like five second scene. They keep kind of going in, but then backing out, and then going in and backing out. It's good. Classic. Classic. Football scene? Is that next? I think so. It doesn't seem like there's anything important in between now and then. Yeah. We're like, uh, yeah. we have like two scenes left. It's football <laughs> and prom. Yeah. yeah. Um, we get the football game. Uh, have we even mentioned, wait, we haven't even mentioned Janie's best friend who's in love with her. It's so God, it's so unimportant. It's so unimportant until the very end. Until the so very yes, end. She has a, a best friend who's also in love with her. There's a poetry scene where he talks about how much he loves her. That parodies so, 10 Things I Hate About You yep. a little bit. Uh, and that's it so far. He's a total dweeb. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, the, the only funny bit, I think, with him in the whole movie is when she's reading the book about like how to not give up your rebellious nature and still get the cool guy. And then he's reading the book that it's like how to get the rebellious girl who's giving up her rebellious nature to get the cool guy. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Those are like, that's the only thing, but again, more of a visual gag than I think anything involving the character or like the writing. So, yeah. um, so yeah, it is the football game. It's the last game of the season. Austin is the starting quarterback. Um, he gets taken out of the game. Um, Reggie gets his last concussion. Yeah, and then gets put into a coma, and we get H. John Benjamin as the the paramedic. Uh, he doesn't really do much except do like the spitting match with the coach, which I think was pretty funny. Yeah, and I didn't remember he was in this. We get a inspirational talk from Mr. T as yeah. the wise janitor. <laughs> I've watched you in the shower. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so we get the wise janitor. Uh, Chris Evan goes in. He gets the wide open receiver and then knocks out Reggie Ray one last time and blows the game. Yeah. And he's devastated. Uh, which sets up his sort of fall from grace where austin plays him into admitting his secret that he's only going out with Janie to get to win a bet to win a bet yeah even though he's falling for her and that's pretty much it it. and it's prom 
Yeah. Oh, that's when we get the cheerleading scene as well. Yeah, we, but we which are, we covered. We covered the cheerleading. It just scene. feels like it was everywhere in the movie. <laughs> so um, you just want to watch Bring It On? Should we just have watched? Yeah, probably. That's all that happens, right? Yeah. I mean, I think again, like um, there's. Yeah, I think that's kind of the payoff to Austin's storyline, right? Yeah. Uh, it's also. Austin has a lot of pretty funny jokes in this movie. I think he's a funny character. Yeah. Uh, his, like, constant uh, repeating people's names. Like, yeah. uh, the the one he uses right there, I, I was looking it up just to make sure I got the wording right. It's like, uh, you just per- blew my perfect senior season. Senior, you just blew my perfect season. <laughs> well, no, he says, senior, you just blew my perfect season. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I this guy's the guy who plays Austin. His face. Sorry. Yeah, he's not in like anything else, but God, oh, no, he that's looks... a, that's that's Robert Downey Jr. Oh, oh there, there, right. there it is. A young Robert Downey Jr. Uh, probably not that young at this. Yeah, point he time. would not have been that young. Uh, but God, he has a face that it's like I feel like he's in a ton of stuff. Um. He was in a lot of dumb movies, it looks like. Yep. Look, he, the hot chick, Dumb and Dumberer, When Harry Met Lloyd, Beer Fest. I think it might be Beer Fest because I watch that movie a lot, but I can't remember who he is in Beer Fest. Um, oh, he's the beer. Um, he's, he's plays someone called Gunther, which feels right Yeah, for he's him. one of the German drinking competition people. Um, should we do prom? Yeah, well, so there's a whole musical sequence. So funny. Where they talk I about... I didn't think the musical sequence was that funny. It's a it's a fun parody bit. It's just like, of course there's a musical. It's one of those like, well, every other shitty high school teen movie has one, so we might as well throw it in here. It wasn't that funny, but that was... Again, yeah, see, it's like... Just having to do it to do it to get another. Okay, the one good part about it was that at the very end they like held their pose. They're like at the prom tonight, and then they're all holding their arms up and they just stand there for like ten seconds. Like that's pretty. And funny. they're all out of breath. It's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> but ninety percent of the jokes that you guys like in this movie are just that they hold the setup from the original movie just like five seconds longer. Yeah. And you realize it's the funny. ridiculousness of it. Yeah, it's funny. I think that's pretty great. I that's all it takes. That's service. all it takes yeah. to make a good bit, Matt. Okay. Just point it out there. <laughs> oh, you also forgot. Oh, right. In the, in the musical scene, they're all singing about their, how excited they are for prom. And Janie's like slaving over her like sewing machine, making her dress. And her line is something like, I'm, I have no money. I have to make, <laughs> have to my, make own my own dress. dress. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It is funny. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that they all kind of get their own setup and they all have their different songs and then yeah. they convene at prom. Um, Which, like, how is her... Also, this doesn't make sense. How is her brother at prom? He's a freshman. Yeah, Why would he be it doesn't prom? matter. Not it important. doesn't matter. Yeah. I know, it just bothers me. No, I was going to yeah. say that while we were watching the movie, but I was like, whatever. It totally does not matter in this the conceit of this movie. No, no. Um, yeah. All right, so they go into prom and then is... Is Chris Evans there with Priscilla, or is he alone? Chris Evans is there with his sister. Oh, with his sister, right, Priscilla, right, right. Priscilla is not there. Priscilla's there. With the bad guy? No, because don't she's we get not, the motel scene? She's not. I don't know if she's with the bad guy, but bad guy, but she's there. 
Because she's yeah, waiting she to hear she's prom getting prom queen. And she's oh, like sitting yeah. there smiling okay. waiting for it. And then Austin takes Janie. Janie. Yeah. And then um, he just keeps being a total <clears throat> dickbag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We get the wrap up of her brother's storyline that how dare, like, what do you think I am? I'm going to have sex with everyone who gives me a note. And then she gives hand jobs. And then that's enough for him. It's a good bit. <laughs> no, it's not. I always thought it was funny. <laughs> that's not a good bit. Take it back. <laughs> Well, the, the setup of it is funny, where she's like, you think I'm just going to have sex with every guy that hands me a love note? And then she's like, I give hand jobs. It's pretty funny. It's I, pretty I, funny. I don't know about, it's, it's fine. It's a fine joke. I don't like that joke. I don't know why I don't like that It was joke. a good ending to her arc. <laughs> the fact that that's all it took to wrap up his and her whole storyline, yeah, maybe is the problem I have. Uh, my with it. my favorite my favorite storyline wrap up is uh, the sister and the brother's friend, who's like the whole movie has just been like, I'm just looking for true love or whatever, and then she's like, <clears throat> for once, I just want somebody to take a dump on my chest, and he's like, oh, gross, that is. I can't believe no one's ever taken a dump on your chest. I just thought that line was so fucking funny. Yeah, uh, it's funny. That guy is such a fucking goober that yeah. I don't like. Yeah. I used I used to think it was a pretty funny punchline, but this time around, I'm just like, you're so annoying. Like, yeah. just cut this whole character out. Yeah, you could definitely have cut him out. It would have been. Yeah, fun. yeah. Do we get but any the- resolve for the guy who's pretending to be Asian? No. I don't what, think so. what would be his I resolution? They, they run him over with a car. They run him over with, I don't know, like the Ferrari or the Porsche or something. I think at that point in time they realize how problematic he is. <laughs> and they just they let him fade into anonymity. Yeah, that seems fair. And then okay, so Jake wins prom king, and then twist of events. Jane, nor neither Janie nor Priscilla gets prom queen. It's the the twin sisters. Um. Jake dances with them, and then it's a total dick and just runs off chasing after Janie. Janie, he asked, oh, he asked the black guy, the token black guy, like, have you seen, have you seen Janie? And the token black guy's like, I don't have any information, man. He's like, all right, but I do know that she went with Austin, and I do know that they went to this motel, and they're going to be in this room, and the door's going to be totally unlocked. But that's all I know. (laughs) Yeah, he keeps giving more information. You went to the Pepsi um, machine. You went too far. <laughs> yeah, and then we no, also no. get his his classic wrap up line where Jake's Jake's like, you know what, man? Like you don't get enough credit, and he goes into this big long speech about like how he's underserved, and Jake's like, all right, I gotta go. I can't listen <laughs> yeah. to bullshit. Yeah, those are yeah. Two anything with the token black guy in this movie, I think is pretty damn funny. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but yeah, uh, we get to the motel. And then we find that Austin is having sex with Priscilla and the bad guy is filming it instead of it being Janie. Yeah. And then we find out Janie went home. Chris Evans punches them all out because he's got rage issues. Well, yeah. Yeah. He's training to be a superhero. <laughs> training to be. I don't remember that scene in Captain America where he just punches out three three-way participants. But <laughs> Now, that would be very funny, though. If, if it just cut hard cut to the elevator scene from Civil War, <laughs> and he just, like, beats them all up. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. 
<laughs> My perfect world. All right. So then he goes and he finds her. Or no, no, no. She's going to board a plane. Yeah. He No, he goes to her house. Yeah. And her dad is having a Vietnam flashback and tells her, tells him that she's leaving and mm-hmm. went to the airport. And then he goes and follows her to the airport. Meanwhile, the nerdy dude who also loves her is also following a similar path, but just terrible shit keeps happening to him. And he's like 10 steps behind. So he gets like hit by a car. He gets in all sorts of trouble along the way. Yeah, he runs out of prom with Chris Evans, gets presumably hospitalized in a massive accident (laughs) crossing the street, and then shows up at the airport like in crutches and all bruised and all that stuff. Um, We get to the airport. We get the like... Whoever parked the 1984 or Porsche 740, whatever, your car is about to get towed, which I think is pretty funny. Yeah. And then he runs in and looks at the the departures board and it's like art school in Paris, like just <laughs> enough time, something like that. Like and Another he, good visual guy. Yeah. And he storms through it. And my favorite joke of the whole movie is he goes through security and they're like, just go. And then someone else walks through and they try to walk away. And he's like, not now, you motherfucker. And like hits them down. It's like, that's pretty funny because that's how these movies would work. Um, and we get the like, probably I think most cliched overdone movie bit of like the stop someone from boarding an airplane save yeah and they said it over the speaker too in the airport they said something like like i don't remember the exact line this is again a very like dense visually and then just like if you're listening to what's going on in the background there's a lot of jokes constantly going on yeah it's a good one we she gets there just in time but it turns out the gate attendant is molly ringwald um who has a lot to say about what's happening and like, yeah, so Jake keeps doing, qu- essentially, he, he's giving speeches, but they're all just straight from all of those teen movies that this <laughs> yeah. movie is referencing. Uh, some of them to the point of being kind of nonsensical, like they don't make sense in this scene at all. Yeah, well, he keeps he's doing them. He starts off with She's All That, right? And yeah. then yeah, the, my other favorite joke in the movie is like, oh, yeah, I masturbate to that movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which may be the only reason why they have the first scene, because they're like, oh, yeah, we probably should, for our audience, in case they couldn't put it together. (laughs) Matt, that's called good storytelling. Schrodinger's vibrator. Or not. (laughs) That'd be pretty funny, though. I I think that would defeat the point. Chekhov's vibrator makes more sense. (laughs) I like Schrodinger's vibrator, though. It exists and doesn't exist at the same time. (laughs) That seems... That defeats the purpose of a vibrator. <laughs> it does. Whereas Chekhov's vibrator, if there's a vibrator, act one, it'll go off, and act three makes perfect sense to me. Exactly. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, so he goes through all of the riffs, and Molly's calling him out on all his bullshit. Um, and and then-, then he finally decides that he's just going to be truthful, and he's like, you know what? Let's be honest, like, I'm going off to college in a few months, like, it's not really worth it, like, just go. And she's like, oh, Jake, of course I know that you're just quoting another thing. You think I'd fall for that? And he's like, no, I'm I'm being serious. Yeah. And then they kiss. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Is that it? Is that what happens? 
That's the end of the movie. It ends the there dweeb and then steals the slow clap. Oh yeah, yeah. The, oh yeah, yeah, and then the slow clap guy beats up the nerdy guy. Yeah, that's great. It's that's the end of the movie. They make out in the airport. Uh, end credits. Um, he fucks the pie. Yeah. We get a fucking post credit singer of Randy Quaid fucking a pie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's the post-post credit where Nick Fury shows up and tells Chris <laughs> Evans about the Avengers initiative. Right, exactly. Yeah. Crazy tie-in. Yeah. How fun would that be if they like edited it in now? <laughs> yeah, you just do the scene from the end of Captain America. That'd be so fucking funny. I like the idea that he can't not be Captain America. Like every movie he's been in, He's still Captain America, just like maybe deep undercover. See, but to me, he's always this character because this is the first. I, this is the the first thing I ever saw him in. This is what I remember him in. So seeing him in anything else, I'm just like, there's. Oh, we didn't even talk about the banana split scene. Janie shows up to his house, or yeah, his house, I think, just to be like, hey knock it off like stop trying to win me over or whatever and he's yeah. like i'll go get you a snack and then he goes he walks off to the kitchen and he comes back and he's got whipped cream around his nipples and like cherries where the nipples are and and he's like how about a banana split and she's like gross no and then he walks away she, and you just she get, says like, i don't like sunday i don't like Sunday. Like actually it's a banana, it's a banana split, split. The visual payoff. The, that... And then he turns around and he walks away and you get sexy Chris Evans' ass. And also there's like whipped cream in his ass, in his ass crack and he's got like a banana sticking. It's just so fucking funny. To me, that's the funnier part of it being a banana split. Because like he says it as a joke as if like his penis is the banana. But the turn around and walk away, he's got a banana in his ass is way funnier. Such a good scene. Oh, I can't believe I forgot about it. That's like all I can picture when I when I picture him as Captain America. Yeah, banana obsessed. I always think of him <laughs> as uh the bad guy from Scott Pilgrim. I don't know why that's who Chris oh, Evans is in my head. Interesting. Thankfully not the human torch. That would be the worst Chris Evans to have <laughs> trapped in your your mind vault. Yeah, at least mine's shirtless, so that's true. Um Yeah, this movie was way more hit or miss than I remember it being. Yeah, I really liked it when I was younger. Some like really funny parts, right? Like I think even going through it, like just telling the jokes again amongst us, like it's funny, but there's a lot that's not funny. Yeah, they try a little bit too hard to tie in all these other movies where I feel like they could have cut that list in half of the references and it would have been. We didn't even get like 99% of the references. So exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like. I mean, there's a reason these parody movies, they did really well for a while, and then they kind of died. And I think we'll probably end up doing a lot more of these because, like, in reality, what, their scary movie... I mean, scary movie's the big other one. We'll probably scary, do scary We movie. have to do scary movie. At yeah. least the first one. Like, th- yeah, the yeah. first scary movie is just, like, so... It's so funny. So I iconic. think the first two are, yeah. like, pretty solid. So real in reality, we should probably do the first three because the third one, I'm pretty sure, is awful. <laughs> the third one is the one with Charlie Sheen, right? And they do signs. Sure. I don't think I've seen the third. I've oh, only seen the first one. The, say, the first one's Scream, right? It's the primary movie. I think the second it. one is Signs. I think the second one Because the second one also has 8 Mile in it. I think the second one is House on the Hill. Oh, there's only one way to find out. Yep. All right, ask. guys. Scary movie month starting. <laughs>
I mean, I guess that'll be next October, so like three episodes from now. Is the exorcism and poltergeist? Yeah, house and then house on haunted hill Hill and Hannibal. Okay, I remember that one. Oh fuck, I forgot he was in it. Man, we're gonna have to do this. Yeah, no, we definitely have to do the first two, and then I think for continuity's sake, do the third one. But yeah, it'll be like uh, it'll be like the Santa Claus two, where uh, I trick Matt into watching the third one. (laughs) No, but the parody movie thing was huge, right? Like this and scary movie, right? Like, but like good parody movies are few and far between. Yeah, like there's the era of I think Talladega Nights, uh, Dewey Cox the Walk Hard story. Dewey Cox the Walk Hard story is like probably the best parody movie yeah it's so fucking funny because it's shut it shut down other movies yeah like literally people criticize bohemian rhapsody because they're like it's too much like dewey cox because it is such it's such a good like music genre movie that it makes other movies genre movies bad i think that's where parody works is when you love the thing you're parodying like documentary now i think is an incredible show because each episode you could tell they love the documentary they're parody Perry, I can't even say it Parodying. anymore. Perry White, Perry Whiting, um, and I think that that sort of like attention to detail and rewards with the sort of like homages and references works. Whereas if you just shoehorn stuff in, it just doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, just doesn't land. So like, yeah, you get a few funny jokes, but it's more of just funny people and funny acting than it is really because it's a good reference or like yeah. clever play on what was done before. That's true. All right. So now we're at the end of it. We I'm, I'm the it. only one wrapping up. I'm just like, we got to rate. I did it for everyone. We've got to. Well, okay. So for me, well, what well, we, we got to go through our ratings. So okay. how many, what's our, what was the last one? Galaxy Quest. So wh- how many Galaxy Quests would you give this? So I'm going to say overall, I think that this movie still is funny. It's not as funny as I remember it being because, of course, 2001, things were much funnier. I was much younger. I wasn't as jaded about life, but I think it held up pretty well. I would still probably watch it occasionally, probably just to, like get drunk every once in a while or just joke about Like I would watch this with my sister. I feel like we'd, we'd get a lot of enjoyment out of it because we watched it a lot when we were younger. Uh, but definitely not something I would recommend to somebody who hasn't seen it before. Be like, oh, yeah. Oh, you haven't seen that other teen movie? You're going to love it. <laughs> uh galaxy quest how many galaxy quests would i give it oh man i don't know they're so different i guess they're both sort of parodies mm-hmm. one if it, it's a perfect reference to the point i just made one that right. because one it likes the yeah, source material it's like and good devotes a whole movie to one thing yeah does it well yeah I'm going to have to, I didn't think I liked Galaxy Quest that much, but when I compare apples to apples, like, I think I liked it more than I liked Not Another Dean movie. But, cause I, but I don't have the nostalgia factor when it comes to Galaxy Quest, because I had never seen it when I was younger. So, like, I have to weigh that into my, my, my grading system here. So I'd give it, like, a one-to-one, probably, because I loved, like, the nostalgia factor for Not Another Teen movie is pretty great. So one one galaxy quest. I think that's the most any of us have ever committed to it. I appreciate how. Thank you. How 
yeah, like invested you were in making I sure disagree. The I feel like every week Colleen says, but they're so different. And I'm like, fucking, that's the point of the book, Colleen. <laughs> no, but she always says they're so different. But this time she like went, she grappled with the differences. She didn't just hit the differences and then go, I don't know, 0. 0.75. <laughs> I had to weigh the the quality of the movie with the nostalgia I think factor. both I also, are equally valid tactics. <laughs> it's also been tough for me recently because I haven't, the picks that we've had recently haven't been ones that I'd seen when I was a kid. So I don't have any nostalgia factor for them. So I'm rating a fucking bad movie from 1999 and I'm like comparing it to another bad movie from 1999. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> well, thanks for fucking describe you the podcast colleen <laughs> when well, you guys have seen all the things we've done recently i've yeah, never I seen galaxy no quest <laughs> god damn Perfect. i've never all seen right. the santa claus i've never seen uh didn't you pick no you didn't i know I've, I've, i was gonna <laughs> keep listing things that i had picked <laughs> you motherfucker all right so i gave it one one galaxy quest what about you guys uh, I'd give it 0.5. Yeah, I, I'm probably in a similar boat. Like, Galaxy Quest I had seen before, but maybe once on TV. This I'd seen multiple times. Like, this was one of the first, like, probably R-rated comedies that I can, like, remember watching. And, yeah. And, like, being like, oh, my God, it's so funny. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe they made jokes about that. Yeah. Um. I probably didn't even get the vibrator joke when this came out because it was 2001. I didn't graduate high school until 2008. Like, also, I wasn't just using a fucking seeing vibrator. that device, there's no way you would think no. that is a thing I need to put in my vagina. No, well, it no does nobody say, with a vagina like would think, my ah, little that's vibrator on it or something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Maybe even a little lower than a point five, like a point four, maybe like. Yeah, a few funny bits. I probably have more fun thinking about the bits than I do watching the movie and having them delivered there. Like This the, is a great movie to watch clips of on YouTube. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, you remember that scene where yada, 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 and then watch it in 15 seconds and go, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Like, the nostalgia factor is so high for this one to remain funny. Still funny in the movie. Like, the movie doesn't destroy it. Like, some things we've watched where they're just so... Yeah. Like out of touch or just don't work anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just not that good. Yeah. Point four. Point four. Good episode. Good episode. It was fine. <laughs> Damn. Shit. Okay, now how many of the previous episodes would you give this episode? <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't, we can't add another bit. No, we can't. Um, I also just want to say, I don't think we had an opportunity for Punch Squad. No, there weren't many animals in this movie. There weren't any animals. Oh, the pig! Ah, come on, the pig's in it for seven seconds. You could Actually, like, what is the point of that pig? It I don't is know. literally there for seven is it, seconds. It's gotta be a parody to one of the movies that none of us has ever seen. I yeah. guess so, but Maybe. damn. That's the only thing that makes sense. I don't know. It doesn't, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'll Google it later. All right, well. Your pick? Yeah, well, should I do it in the... Yeah, just... Do you want to say goodbye? Oh, sure, we can say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Everything You Remember Sucks. I'm trying to find my notes for next week's episode, but I'm all thumbs. See you next time.